everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Optimal You, the Next Generation in Holistic Healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Alexis Romero. I'm a chiropractic physician with board certifications in functional medicine and clinical nutrition. You'll be hearing from me along with my husband and business partner, Dr. Thomas Romero. He specialized in clinical neurology and electrodiagnostics. We'll also be hosting a variety of guests in the fields of medicine, integrative and traditional medicine, getting all different viewpoints on many different conditions and types of treatments. We own a practice in Ponte Vedra Beach called Optimal You Wellness Center. You can find us on socials, Instagram at OY Wellness and Facebook, Optimal You Wellness Center. We welcome questions and comments. We're a family-based practice, so you'll be hearing squeaks and giggles from our little ones throughout our episodes. I encourage you to follow in with your family and your loved ones and learn a new approach to integrating holistic and alternative medicine into your daily life and expanding your knowledge on various topics from the next generation of holistic healthcare providers. Follow in. Here we go. Okay, so we are going to talk a little bit about motherhood. It's Mother's Day weekend, and I figured it would be kind of a cool opportunity to share my birth stories, my journey into motherhood, and kind of why I got into women's health, um, alternative women's health, and just kind of my background of where my passions came from. And yeah, so... Let's kind of start from the beginning. I went to Florida State. Um, I was on kind of a different path. I really loved psychology. I was studying psychology. I was very much into philosophy and kind of the more artistic side of the world, I suppose. And um, my my best friend in the whole world got very, very sick. she went through kind of the typical many, many specialists, many, many doctors, many medications, all the testing, no answers, and she was just declining um, rapidly, and nobody really knew why. And uh, it wasn't until she kind of took a more holistic approach that things started to get explained and she started to get better. Um, watching her go through that, along with dealing with the new onset for me of having really bad anxiety attacks um, as I progressed through school along IBS-like things, I just started to kind of dabble into medicine. Um, my, I was a first-generation college student. I didn't have anybody who kind of pushed me to go to school or into any particular form of study. Um, even getting into school was an enigma and a journey that I navigated very much on my own. Um, My parents helped me, but they didn't know how to really guide me there. So when I got there, I didn't really understand picking a major, picking a career, what I wanted to do with it. I just knew I was there, and that was kind of a big deal. But growing up, um, my grandma, my mom, and my great-grandma, many generations in my family, had kind of lived and practiced very um, holistic, functional medicine types of way of life, very kind of crunchy living. Um, We had a functional medicine pediatrician, and that was just the norm for me. It didn't really even occur to me that there was a different way of being. 
Um, I've always done supplements. I've always done, you know, cooked our own food and didn't take medications. And that was just how it was. Um, when I got into school and I started to realize that not only did I have this passion for this artistic side of me that, um, to the dismay of all my very nasty high school teachers and bullies, I was actually very smart. And I was really good at school. And I really liked school for the first time when I got to college. And I was doing great. And I thought, hey, maybe I can do more than just go to college. I can actually be something exciting. And I can study medicine. And I can help people. And I hopped on the pre-med track. Um, I met of a lot of really exciting young women who inspired the heck out of me to do more. Um, many of which I'm extremely close with today. One is the godmother of my children. Um, she has no idea what a strong influence she played in uh, what I became. And maybe watching this, she'll figure that out for the first time. <laughs> so that'd be kind of cool. But it was just really kind of a pivotal moment for me. So I switched my major, started taking all the pre-med requisitions, and um, knew that the traditional medical community was not the right fit for me. And because of how I grew up, providers that I was exposed to, I knew about um, being a naturopath, being a functional medicine doctor. Um, but in Florida, there's no such thing as NDs, but you could be a DC. So I actually went into chiropractic school with the intentions of being a functional medicine doctor, which is kind of not the norm for a lot of people going into chiropractic school. I went there because I wanted to do what I do now. I knew that from the start. So when I got accepted into my doctorate program, I graduated my undergrad a year early and didn't even take a summer off. I worked every single summer to double up all my credits. I got my bachelor's of science with a double minor in chemistry and biology and went straight to Port Orange to Palmer College of Chiropractic, which is where my chiropractor went growing up. Um, so that was a good fit for me. Um, and in the middle of all this, I met Tommy. Hi guys, I'm Dr. Thomas Romero. I went to um, Florida State University where I had a major in exercise physiology. I had a triple minor in psychology, chemistry, and biology. And um, with all of that, I was in my pre-medical program. And, uh, excuse me, I was pre-med track, studying for the MCAT. And then from there, I went to chiropractic school. And, um, sorry, before chiropractic school, I met my wife at Greek Life at FSU. So at Port Orange, Florida, that's where me and my wife attended Palmer College. While at Palmer, I decided to go down the clinical neurology track. And um, I had a wonderful mentor. His name was Dr. Donald Fishman. And he just was amazing at explaining things, amazing. And so he took really complicated things and made them really simple. And that just enthralled me, it captured all my attention. And um, from there, I actually participated in a clinical neurology board program that was um, about 300 hours. And so for about two years, um, two and a half years, I would have to give up one weekend of every month to go and sit for about 15 hours to go study clinical neurology with a bunch of my colleagues. And I loved it. It was the highlight of all my months and it was incredibly educational. And I always, always enjoyed hanging out with my mentor. He was just such a pleasure to be around and fun.
And um, the guys I was in the program with were really, really smart guys. And it was just such a great experience. That's my background. And I have loved every second of it. I love clinical neurology. We at our practice at Optimal U have found a way to merge the functional medicine with the clinical neurology. I also do have extensive training in functional medicine post-grad. And um, biochemistry has always just kind of been my, my thing. And uh, we, we love what we do. We offer very effective care. We co-treat every patient that comes into our office. Whenever I plateau with care, I hand them over to Dr. Lexi to finish off. Because a lot of the times when I fix um, a motor in the brain, it needs some gas to go to that motor. And then we got to start working with the gut to make sure that we can produce the gas. Um, so again, I hope you guys learned a little bit about me. And I look forward to seeing you in our practice someday. So when I met Dr. Lexi, Dr. Lexi wanted to be a criminal investigator. She always said that she wanted to investigate <laughs> crime scenes. Murders, um, actual serial killers. Meanwhile, That's why I was in psychology. <laughs> I was going through my, um, let's call them anxiety attacks, because I always knew that I wanted to find a way to be able to help people and also be able to utilize being a doctor and also not essentially having to be forced into the same lifestyle and the same rigorous routine that my father had growing up. So my dad was a cardiologist growing up, and he, um, for almost every single holiday in my life, had to work on those holidays. And so that was something that always stuck with me, and I always said, whatever I do when I grow up, I want to be able to give um, as much free time as I can, as much of the holiday time, especially to my family and my kids and actually be there and be present for them. Um, not that my dad wasn't a good father by any means. He's an amazing father. He just had to make money. He had to go and do his job. Um, but going back to, you know, how me and Lexi met and where we collided, literally collided. She came to, um, we were in Greek life. We were in Greek life and I was at a, we were at, she was at, she came to one of my fraternity parties and the, <laughs> I saw her at a fraternity party while I was, um, the local barista and, the barista. and so <laughs> she walked outside. I swear we caught eyes beforehand and then you walked outside and then I walked outside and there was a staircase in our backyard of the fraternity house. And then at the end of the staircase, there was this uh, big gravel lot. And we used to always vote during our fraternity uh, chapter meetings if we should replace the gravel, which I always, which you'll find out shortly, uh, it was like, absolutely not. Oh, um, that's good. So I go down the staircase and I'm waiting for her and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to wait just for this girl to talk to me and see, you know, just get, wait for her to stop talking to her friend and um, just get my chance to have a conversation with her. And so while I'm waiting to get my conversation in, uh, by the luck of God, she tripped and on the gravel and, um, I was standing right behind her and I turned around and caught her. And then when I caught her, she goes, I was like, where are you from? And she goes, you're not going to know where I'm from. I'm from a little small town called, um, a small university called Stetson. And I go to land Florida and she went, shut the heck up how do you know where that is? And I was like, I'm actually from Deland myself. And I went to high school in Deland, Florida. And um, so then we started sharing some names of the people in the uh, area, which we had some familiar, obviously some familiar names that we knew. And so that's how we started conversating, starting to yeah. get to know each other. And polar opposites in more ways than not. And just we've been together 
literally every single day since that day, which is crazy. So when we graduated, he was a year older than me, but he was graduating late because he was doing a double major, and I was graduating early because I'm brilliant. <laughs> I'm not making any comments. <laughs> and it was kind of the point of, okay, he's going to go to medical school. I'm going to go to Palmer, you know, stay together, commit, or break up and go our separate ways. And after kind of, I don't know what changed your mind to follow, like, fall in love with kind of the chiropractic side of things. It wasn't well, I had my me. own personal experience with my gastric issues. So I suffered from um, gastric ulcers, and I actually, my father, who's a cardiologist, he put me on randodine. Um, he put me on an antacid, and this antacid, you come, we come to find about two years after he was prescribing it to me, um, causes cancer, especially long-term effects, long-term uses of this, of this, of this prescription medication uh, will cause cancers. And luckily, I, when I was taking the medications, I quickly stopped, and I just used them very episodically. And I just always felt like uh, this wasn't the long-term solution. So I, I feel like I dodged that getting exposed to the long-term effects. But that always really stuck with me that, you know, looking back that my dad prescribed something to me that actually would cause something so detrimental. And him genuinely not being aware of it, but just having all this understanding that you really, there is a difficulty in understanding that you, there's so many medications that are okay to take but ultimately, there's not really anything you could put in the body long-term that you can keep taking long-term. It's going to have negative side effects. And anything you put in your body, your body's going to have a hard time creating. It's going to affect other productions of other hormones, other neurotransmitters, other things in your body. And so that was a huge wake-up call to me that Western medicine absolutely was more of a bandage for a lot of these underlying issues that people were dealing with. And then it got me thinking about other times I've been treating and, you know, every single time that we've treated the, the pathology. And it really is whenever I was going to get treated by my father or anybody in the hospital, it was always a quick patch. Now, don't get me wrong. There's obviously um, – you can't adjust a staph infection. You, you need – there is a place for medicine. Don't get me wrong by any means. There's absolute place for medicine. Quality – increasing quality of life, using, med using medications to increase the quality of life using medications to prevent serious long-term infections, using infection or medications to um, manage autoimmune disease. Like there, there are places for this. But my point is everyone should utilize trying to do something holistically before you adapt to maintaining and having to do something long-term. Um, my mother was also in a horrendous accident and uh, multiple back-to-back, -back, and she got – addicted to some of the prescription medications that were given to her. And I watched her go through about a 10 year long battle of hopping on and off these medicines and how they affected her personal life and her love life, um, et cetera. And that always stuck with me. And when she found a good chiropractor who really helped her out, she really stuck her teeth into them. And when you find a good chiropractor, you do this, you, you really gravitate toward them and they become like a family member, a family friend. And, um, he really helped her get off those medications. And, uh, it showed me my first door opening into holistic medicine and what that looked like. And um, you really, it, is, it amazes me now being in it. And, I, and it's hard for me to communicate with, with people you know, who are stuck in the Western mindset. Of, oh, there's going to be a medication or prescription for everything. Um, you really don't know how good you can feel until you're there. And I tell my patients, you don't know what 100% 
feels like until you're at 100%. And everybody in the world can be receiving chiropractic adjustments to be getting 100% range of motion on all their joints. And you don't think about how beneficial that can be. Um, think about your all the rib cage that houses your lungs. When you have fixations on your ribs, you inhibit your ability to take in oxygen. And if you are over time inhibiting your ability to take in oxygen, you actually will cause long-term hypoxic effects to certain areas of the body and the brain. And so little things like that go very far and you don't realize how as you age, you lose your range of motion in your joints. And it's very important to keep maintaining that 100% range of motion in all your joints so you don't give in to the breakdown of aging. So now we're at Palmer and we both step up and get really involved at the Functional Medicine Club. He's really good at adjusting. People don't know, I think, that chiropractic school is not just adjusting. Um, it's equivalent to medical school. And as far as, like, the first four years, what you're learning, the different um, hours you're putting in, the different subject matters that you're studying. You know, we were dissecting cadavers. We were doing biochemistry classes, nutrition classes. Actually, far more nutrition and biochemistry classes than medical students. Um we were doing different rotations. I mean, we it's just, it's diverse. So my point is, is just like in a medical school program, you go in, you dabble on a lot of different, um, you know, specialties, techniques, um, and you figure out what you're good at and what you like. And then you can choose to proceed in uh, specialization and different areas of study. So the first thing that Tommy was really attracted to was clinical neurology. Um, we had a lot of passion about um, trying to figure out unmedication treatments for ADD and ADHD. Um, we got really involved with the nutrition and functional medicine club. Eventually we actually took over that club and became president and vice president and started teaching and lecturing to other individuals about functional medicine, and um, that was really cool. And then we got into the same mod doc, which essentially is our like intern year in the clinic that we worked in. So we got to work together, and we were, I was chief intern for two, and then you were chief intern for one or two, I don't remember. But we, one of us was always in charge, which was kind of interesting because we just were really like pulled to lead and teach some of the younger students. And we had a very different approach to being a chiropractor than the majority of students there because we really wanted to find a space to be the functional holistic medicine, primary care diagnostician, be a physician. We didn't just want to adjust, crack and rack, be a physical therapist and move on. We didn't we didn't want to be a physical therapist. That's not why we went to chiropractic school. It's not why we got a doctorate. I don't I don't want to knock anybody when I say this, but it seems like there's a lot of chiropractors who they just want to adjust and then that's it. It's like, okay, did it really fix the root cause of your disease? Yes, no. All right, I'll see you next time. When you walk into our office, we have a genuine care, and I know we both share this passion. We want to get you better, and we want to figure out what is absolutely wrong with you. And we want you to essentially be able to preach to the mountaintops about how we helped you out and how we actually did get down to the root cause of your disease. And um, it, takes, it, 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 it takes a lot of time, and it takes a lot of individualized care, and research a lot of tools too like we 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 leave wholeheartedly in the adjustment 
We believe wholeheartedly in subluxation, but we also believe in lifestyle, genetics, environmental factors. We believe in nutrition and gut health and neuro and biochemistry. And we believe in, you know, factual testing and understanding what you need to be optimally healthy um, and combining the physical work, the biochemical work, and the neurological work together because I have always said, and I say this to a lot of my patients, the problem with Western medicine has become that they've become hyper-specialists. And I wanted to make sure that I was a hyper-generalist and I was never that kind of egocentric physician who said, well, I'm a neurologist, so the brain is the root cause of every problem. Well, I'm a cardiologist, so the heart is the root cause of every problem. You know, so I really wanted to know a little bit about a lot and be able to treat families from the aspect of addressing how not only one system could be failing or underworking, but how that's now affecting everything else and have a one-stop shop where they felt like they could come to us with a cough, the flu, strep throat, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, traumatic brain injuries, ADD, ADHD, someone who just wants to lose some weight, you know, headaches, migraines, TMJ. Like we wanted to have something that was no side effects, could not hurt you. You could follow for the rest of your life. You wouldn't become dependent on us, on a medication, on a treatment. And you could walk out feeling like not only do you understand what's going on with you for the first time, but you have somebody in your corner who's going to help you make it better without having to constantly play that um, cost, risk, benefit, risk analysis of every medical decision that you make because there's no risk. And that's why I fell in love with what I, what I do. It's like medical mystery solving. I'm never bored. Every person is different. I never know what's going to walk in my door. And um, I'm never scared to offer advice or treatment options because the tools in my toolbox aren't going to kill you, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it's it's very true. The, it's um, I want to say it's humbling, too, to do what we do because we really do have effective care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimal Use Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Hope to see you guys again shortly. Have a wonderful day.